Welcome to The Dwelling Place, where three friends talk about approachable design to help you create a home you love. We share practical tips from how to style shelves, make a bed, or pick the perfect paint color for your space. And we aren't afraid to share the highs and lows of our own decorating journeys. Join the conversation as we make our homes a beautiful dwelling place. Whether you're having guests in your home for an overnight stay or for a week, in today's episode, we're talking about how to make your guests feel welcome. We will be sharing practical tips from our personal experiences and ways to go above and beyond during their stay. So this week, I'm going to start off the highs and lows. So I can't fully remember if I mentioned this in an episode or not, because we've gone through a couple different dining chairs. (laughs) We bought some Windsor ones from... Amazon and they just did not cut it. I, I talked about that. I do remember how mm-hmm. it said that it was going to be a certain weight and mm-hmm. when it came in they weren't and they just felt cheap. So then I found new ones on fa- Facebook Marketplace. Brie, did you even see them when you walked in? Did you no, look I was too busy. <laughs> I thought it was early tonight and ended up being half an hour late so I did not look at them. Well after you have to go yes, look at I them. Because uh, I had to put like risers on my table so they'll be because they have arms and you have to like in order to push them in and they do look like king chairs like emily you saw them what do you yeah think? yeah i don't they're really tall they're really they are tall. really tall but i also really like them yeah i think i need to have like a big centerpiece and mm. like and i have a really big vase right now that I did our little DIY painting trick on oh, nice. and put in some like fall leaves and it's really helping with the height because they are so big. My low is I have a problem because they're so large and in order to sit in them, you have to pull them out very far. Mm-hmm. Guess what my problem is? It's catching on your rug. Yep. Oh no. So I need to go back because initially I had a 9 by 12 there. Yeah. And then I moved it to a... The Laloy size that's not an 8 by 10, but it's like a little bit bigger than an 8 by 10. 8 by 11 by... Yeah, it's something like that. So that's what I have there currently, but I think I need to go back to a 9 by 12. So I'm back in the market for another rock. No. (laughs) You could get the same one, though, That's what I was thinking. Is that lame if I just got the olive charcoal? No. Especially now with Black Friday coming up and stuff, a lot of those things are coming on sale That's what I was thinking is getting 9 by 12 olive charcoal... And then putting that one downstairs in the, like, somewhere when we renovate, like, maybe actually in the podcast room. And then, Emily, you could take this rug for the fun. (laughs) We'll play musical rugs again. Yeah. The (laughs) other option that I thought of is I, just for fun, I could move my rug that's in my bedroom that's a 9 by 12. That's what I was thinking. But then I need a 9 by 12 back into my bedroom. Mm. So So you're still going to need... I still need a 9 by 12. Yeah. But that way I wouldn't be buying the same rug. Because there is a part of me that's like, I don't want to buy the same rug. Why not? It was like the perfect one. I know. But maybe there's another person. (laughs) Spend three months, Emily. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So it's just a funny low that fits this podcast theme. (laughs) Kimmy's rug saga. Yeah. (laughs) So that's my low. The high might be a low. Actually, no. (laughs) Not really. Okay. So my fireplace, you guys know what it looks like. I'll describe it for listeners. It's one of those like wooden beams, Mm -hmm. mantles, and then it's just a black inset 
mm-hmm. or insert gas fireplace. And it's just really simple, like white drywall around it. And we've never finished it. And we've always talked about doing like tile or I'd love to do just like a slab, you know, those like, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's way too expensive. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. And I just feel like it's too much wood because I've got the wood mantle, then I've got wood beams, and then my built-ins have little wood shelves. So I had this thought, well, I was actually on Instagram, and I saw one that I was like, that's what we should do. And I showed it to Ryan, and he actually likes it. Mm. And he's going to make, the one that I'm going to show you guys that I'll put in our show notes the mantle isn't hefty enough to hold anything. And I really like putting like stockings on yeah. it and, and things on it. So Ryan will like kind of change it a little bit. But it's one of those like DIY plaster ones that look. Mm. But it's not. Mm-hmm. And it would be really easy. So. Yes. Oh, yes. Do you know who this is? Spring Party of six. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love her Wouldn't that look yeah. so nice? It's very streamlined. Yeah. And- And it's got traditional Mm -hmm. stuff to it. I feel like then it just wouldn't be so much brown wood everywhere. Mm -hmm. So Ryan's happy with it and he's okay because the mantle that he put in, he actually, like when he did it, it kind of got a little crooked and it's always annoyed him. So he wants to redo it anyways. And we never did finish around the insert. So, and he said this will be pretty easy. But the low is that... He probably won't get to it till next year because he, we've just been doing so much with the nursery and the other room and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. So one step at a time. Though. I was gonna ask for this for my birthday, but now I'm thinking I shouldn't. Mm-mm. So I'm thinking I'm gonna ask for doorknobs, matching doorknobs for. Our... Yes. <laughs> I so it. I get chainsaws. You get doorknobs. Yeah, awesome. I know. I'm like it's a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah. But I have to ask you. I know this is like so much high and low right now, but we haven't talked in a week. So yeah. <laughs> I was thinking matte black, but now I'm thinking aged brass, antique brass, whatever. What should I do for all my doorknobs? Aged brass. Where do I get it? Because I can't f- seem to find good they ones. They are a pretty penny. <sighs> I have no idea. Aged brass would be more timeless, mm-hmm. maybe, but the matte black, I could see that matching really well. The matte black would fit in my budget, and I could get it now, and they would all match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and it doesn't have to be, like, a forever doorknob. Yeah. That's it yeah. could just be one, you know, a phase one doorknob. True. <laughs> I think for my personal style, I'm trying to move a little bit more away from the black yeah. I feel like it's more farmhouse. It is. Mm-hmm. And against a white door, it really like protrudes and like, oh, there's the doorknob instead of, of looking at the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just can't find yeah. like a a good aged brass that's not extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. That's my problem. So I'll keep looking. But that's probably going to be my birthday present and someday we'll get to the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what about you, Brie? Because you got some pretty big stuff to tell everyone. You guys are not prepared for this update. I don't even know if I'm prepared for this update, but we're selling our house. (laughs) (laughs) It might already be sold by the time this comes out. The really cool opportunity came up where the house nearby to my parents came up for sale. My husband and I always thought we would end up in Franklin, but we just thought it would be, you know, 10 years down the road, not four years after we bought a house, but just the timing of everything worked out so perfectly. So we are currently renovating that said house, like pedal to the metal, guns a blazing, like just raw, change all the things. 
it needed to be practically gutted. Bathroom, bathrooms, kitchen, the whole basement. It's a ranch, a raised ranch style. So like part of it is underground in the basement. Like we are literally gutting it, taking out studs. We are re, re-sheet rocking, rewiring, re-insulating yeah. new doors. <laughs> We're moving windows. We have to reside. We have to like so many different things that we are currently in the middle of right now. <laughs> But it's so exciting because I told Kurt over, I think it was last December, I was like, I want to renovate another house. He's like, you're crazy. I'm like, I'm really like, I feel like I've done a lot that I can with this house and I'd really Mm -hmm. just want new rooms that I can rearrange (laughs) (laughs) and redecorate and just get those creative Mm -hmm. juices flowing. And then this opportunity came up like literally two months later. Hmm. So it's so cool. I am so excited. Well, it's so funny because when we, I think a listener asked us like, what would be your, like if you could do a new build and we were all kind of like, actually we don't want to new, do a new build. Mm-hmm. We would want to just like have like an old home that we just kind of fix within the parameters. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like, which you have that, but this is kind of like a new build. Ha- yes. <laughs> like we've ripped the kitchen out so much we'll add pictures of the before and after because oh my goodness or the before and during because we're in the middle of it right Right. now but the kitchen was only half of the room they had like a little kitchenette next to it but the way it was designed was just it didn't make any sense whatsoever how the island was like sideways and they had the washer and dryer in the kitchenette as well like stacked in a closet it was just really really odd so today I actually had to go over and like figure out where all my outlets are going to be in the kitchen <laughs> and what light switches are going to control what. And it's just like, whoa, it's new a lot. flooring. We have to match the existing flooring that's there because in the kitchen they had like not great tile. And mm-hmm. we talked about this <laughs> with the girls yeah. trying to figure out, well, do I find tile? Yeah. And I could not find any tile I liked. Yeah. It's a t- I don't know why tile is like so hideous. Like there are very <laughs> few options that I'd like. Mm-hmm. And I considered doing like a blue stone or a slate, but it just really contrasted, especially in the entryway. Cause it was just like a square Mm-hmm. in the entryway that led into the hardwood and it just looked plopped in there so we made yeah. the decision through Kimmy's suggestion she's like have you suggested like just trying to match the wood and I'm like oh no I have it and it ended up being three dollars a square foot cheaper wow. to put in the hardwood because we have to strip the existing floors anyways, anyways. and yeah. finish them so we were able to find a local supplier which had it in stock which was a miracle yeah. And we're able to buy it the next day and already have it acclimating in the house. That's wonderful. And it's unfinished, so mm. we'll be able to match right. the stain exactly. Yeah. And then I won't have a transition piece that goes from oh, the living room to the kitchen. It can be very ugly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't want that. And we're going to be in this house for like 20 plus years. Yeah. You want to do it right. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make wise decisions that I won't regret in the future. Mm-hmm. So one of, yeah. another exciting thing is I'm actually going to have a laundry room. Ooh. Which I never thought I would be able to have, and I'm gonna have a laundry room. <laughs> so how did it like? Because initially you didn't think you could. So what happened that changed where now you can? There's mold in the basement, so we have to treat that properly, and that meant having to rip everything out and completely starting from scratch, like to the point where we're 
going to be digging around the foundation, resealing on the outside, on the inside. And because the mouse had chewed some wires, mm -hmm. things were not up to code. And then our contractor said that this house is built in like three different time periods in a way. <laughs> like each owner did some renovations to it, but yeah. they were not up to code. Like the whole, oh, this is another development. The whole wall that faces out in the backyard was completely not up to code. It was just up to like two by fours that went down straight to the ground. Oh. So like moisture was getting in yeah. all along that back wall. So now what we have to do is cut that entire back wall. Yes. Oh. And then put cinder blocks in right. and then have your studs off of that. So it's really a blessing in disguise because we are going to have it professionally done. Mm -hmm. We're going to know there's not an issue. We're going to know right. things are up to code. So because we took the entire basement literally out, we're like, well, what do you want? I was like, I want a laundry room. Yeah. Like, okay, we'll put it here. So so the laundry room's in the basement? Yes. Okay. Yeah. There's three bedrooms upstairs and then a little bit more of an open concept upstairs. Two bedrooms and a bathroom downstairs along with a family room. There'll be a utility room and a laundry room and a garage. Mm. so cool so it's crazy my brain yeah. I had a meltdown a couple of weeks ago just mm. because of the amount of products that I'm having to source timeline of different contractors Decision coming fatigue. in yes it's yeah. a real thing like mm -hmm. it was really overwhelming to the point where I ended up just like sitting on my steps sobbing just because like all the stuff that was just piling on yeah but, you know I could cry and then I'm like okay I can do this I can figure this out <laughs> yeah. just take it one day at a time yeah mm. Well, so, and yeah. if something down the road you end up not liking, you can always change it over exactly. time. Exactly. You know, and you just mm -hmm. have to keep that in your mind mm -hmm. because there might be something like, and your style does, even though, it, even if you pick like classic things, your style could change a yeah. little. And, yeah. But that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Thank you. So that's kind of like my high and my low, like, woohoo. <laughs> oh, my word, what we get ourselves into. <laughs> yeah. But, man, mm. moving next to your parents, like... Mm -hmm. And the where we're having, like, eight acres, and we actually have a flat yard. We're not going to live on a hill that's yeah. literally right on the road now. Mm. So, long term, with the boys growing up, you know, we have room for a yeah. swing set, and it's really exciting. Yeah. Mm. Yay! <laughs> I feel like we could do a whole podcast just on your house renovation process and all the planning and decisions yeah. that you've done. Mm -hmm. So... Ooh, maybe yeah. a future one. That'd be cool. Yeah. Let's do it next season. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when I'm past the renovation stage. Yeah. <laughs> Emily, what's your high and low? So, speaking of code, so our front steps have not been up to code, like, since we bought the house. And it was on our inspection when we bought the house that, mm. like, the front steps are not okay. And we knew something was off because, like, the top step, if you guys, well, you come in the front door sometimes, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, like, extra high yes. to get into the porch from yeah. that top step. So there should be one other step there. Like, oh. they literally have it so off that there should be another step. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Not that there used to be. No. They just never they put just, it. Yeah. Because okay. it was cheaper to just buy this, mm -hmm. you know, concrete set mm -hmm. that only had five and you need to have six. Oh, lovely. So, and it's been crumbling. So, like, the edges have been crumbling off and then the railing fell off of one side. <laughs> so, oh. I've been wanting to replace these steps since July. I wanted us to tackle it over the summer. The last time we recorded, I think I mentioned 
that I had reserved a jackhammer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to get this going and we're going to get this taken care of. The day I was supposed to pick up the jackhammer, I had it scheduled for picking it up in the afternoon. Brian called and told me, we need to have a permit. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, how are they going to know? Who's going to know? Right. We're just going <laughs> to jackhammer the steps and put up wood ones. And it's going to be safer and better. So, like, why? But he's like, no, we need to have a permit. It needs to be approved by the city and all that. So it's like, okay, can you submit the for the permit? Mm-hmm. So he said, I, I submitted it. They emailed back. He's like, can you print it out and take it to the city today and pay for it? It's like, sure. So I drove over down to City Hall. It's just only a couple blocks away. Dropped it off. Paid the fee. And then went on about my day and went and picked up the jackhammer. Thinking we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Well, that's submitting the application for the permit. They have to approve of it. And then they send you a letter oh. in the mail. Oh, good. Thanks. For when it's approved. <sighs> is this everywhere? Or is this just because you live in a city? I don't know. Because I asked Ryan about our porch after. I said, did we need to get a permit? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I don't think anybody except for Brian would be concerned about getting a permit for a few steps. Well, okay, to the porch. so I know that like other places, like my friend lives in Virginia in a suburb of like kind of close to DC area. So very heavily populated, very like ritzy, and they have an HOA, which mm, is homeowners right. association. Yeah. And like she can't even paint her door. Like she has to paint it like a certain color shade yeah. and color yeah so i know that like they would have to do that in that situation but i don't know about around here i, I don't know i don't know because it's your property i like, know i don't I, know. I don't get it i know and we're improving it mm-hmm. by adding another step and not having crumbling stairs with only one railing it's not cooperstown yeah yeah because they they have an hoa too yeah especially with like their porch the yeah. porch window boxes with the flowers. <laughs> they have like some oh, competition that's... there oh, too. I didn't yeah, this. that's funny. And the rebel purple house. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so uh, I was so bummed because I went and I picked up this jackhammer from Home Depot with the boys, and they were so excited about getting a jackhammer. Mm-hmm. And when I was signing out for it, the guy was like. You know, I've got to hand it to you, Mrs. Conley. We don't get a lot of women reserving jackhammers. <laughs> and then he's like, would you like some help getting it into your vehicle? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, yes I would. We only had it for like two hours, maybe, by the time Brian got home and decided to take it back. And I was like, I am not going back into Home Depot with a jackhammer. Right. How much was that? Did it you was waste? like $54 or okay. something. Yeah. It was a bummer. Yeah. So, Not as bad as it could have yeah. been. But. So he took it back and I was like, I'll never be able to show my face in Home Depot again. <laughs> then the city wrote back to us and they were like, well, according to the code, you need to have a three foot landing on either side of the door if there's an external door. And we're like, three feet on either side? Because it's a porch. Yeah, like, it steps off of a porch, which is off of your house. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so three feet on either side of the door? And we we're like, wait, like, is that if the door swings outward? 
that you have to have three feet of landing under it? Because the door swings inward. And they're like, no, either way, it needs to be three feet on both sides. We're not going to build a deck onto our porch. Like, this <laughs> build is ridiculous. Build a porch onto your porch. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. And Brian was like, well, we got to figure this out. I was like, why did we have to get a permit? This is so <laughs> annoying. So he did some more research on it. And the code that they were looking at actually applied, if I'm remembering right, it applied more to, like, commercial properties oh. and not residential properties. So okay. he looked into it and he was like, I know, like, this is the part of the code that they're talking about, but that doesn't apply to our house okay, because of X, Y, and Z. But I'm not going to keep arguing with them because, like, we need to go back and forth and back and forth with them. He asked the code guy, if we remove the door, then do we need to have that? extra landing and they're like oh no you don't so brian's like okay so we'll remove the door before they come and inspect it mm-hmm. and then we'll put it back on and i was like okay but this whole thing was completely unnecessary yeah because if he's not following <laughs> their code then i know why, why, then why did it? we have to go through the whole thing <laughs> uh, yeah i might have so, to think on brian about this one <laughs> So we're not technically following the code anyway, or according to this particular right. code official. But I don't understand. We are. You're taking the door off, so it's just an opening. Yeah, to a closed-in okay front porch. Okay, and then because the swinging they... out of the door is the reason they want you to have a big landing. No, because the door swings in. <laughs> they just want you to have a big landing. I don't know. So we're going to take off the door after they inspect it. We'll put the door back on and (laughs) it'll be fine. This last weekend then, Brian finally went back to Home Depot and rented the jackhammer and brought it home. And he said when he went to rent it, the guy was like, did your wife rent this? Oh, "Oh, no. And he was like, (laughs) yeah, she did. He was like, well, what happened with that? And he was like, well, we didn't get our permit approved. And he was like, oh, okay. That was it. So, I don't know. I feel slightly, maybe less embarrassed. But I am bummed I didn't get to use the jackhammer. Yeah. Because Brian insisted on doing it himself. It looked cool. (laughs) It looked cool. You could have just asked him to do it for a second. I know. But, well, I told him I'm going to go rent the jackhammer today because our permit got approved. And he was like, no, I'm going to go take care of it. So, he went and did it and then didn't let me touch it. The whole time. But he got it demoed in, like, no time at all. Because come to find out, I didn't even watch all these YouTube videos about how to jackhammer steps. You start at the top. You, like, work your way down. Okay. So that you don't end up, like, chopping off the lower steps and then you're, like, standing on this with a big drop. So you start on the top and then you work your way down, walking backwards on the jackhammer. So I had to try to explain that to Brian, which... He greatly appreciated, mm-hmm. I'm sure. But in all the videos I watched on how to jackhammer steps, they're solid concrete, and ours were hollow. Yeah. Uh, so, a lot of like, they, they like, are. totally crumbled in, like, no time at all. I think so it was great. I think ours were, but Ryan just sledgehammered them. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy, his back. <laughs> he should have rented a jackhammer. But I think they also were somewhat hollow. Yeah. I can't remember. He didn't have to do a ton, though, because we were building over it. Right. So, so you didn't he... have to destroy the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. So we got that done. The steps are gone. We have the wood. Brian was is in the process of cutting the new steps 
and hopefully in the next week we'll have new front steps That's so exciting. finally <laughs> Today's topic is how to make your guests feel welcome. The number one thing to make them feel welcome is just invite them over. Like, <laughs> that is number one. Your house doesn't have to be perfect, although we're going to go through some tips and stuff to make it ultra special. But the biggest thing is just inviting them over because mm -hmm. they are there to spend time with you. Yeah. And this, when we talk about this, this is more or less kind of talking about guests who are staying overnight, yes. not just like dinner guests. Right. Mm -hmm. But this is like overnight guests. And especially with the holidays coming up, you know, yes. we're really ramping up into that season now. Having people into your home is a lot more common at the end of the season. So maybe these tips will help you prepare your home and make it really special. Hosting people in your home creates such a different point of connection. I mean, it's intimate in a way to have mm -hmm. people into your home. Your guests are going to see you in your PJs and in your most relaxed environment. And that usually leads to like amazing conversations and inside jokes that wouldn't have happened mm -hmm. other ways if you hadn't had them into your home. And for me, the joy of inviting people into your homes is contagious. And it's always worth the effort to have people into your home and into your space because mm -hmm. there's something special that happens in a relationship that just doesn't happen when you're just catching up in the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people are seeing the real you yeah, and your family and how you actually live mm -hmm. your daily life. And so there's an element of authenticity to that that you can't fake. You right. know, it's not like just saying hi to people at church or people saying, oh, how have you been? And, mm -hmm. you know, having those surface level conversations when you're in the same house with someone for more than 24 hours, mm -hmm. there's a different level of communication that's going to happen. Yeah. It's funny. I always get so worked up beforehand before they come. And I'm always like, this is going to be awkward. You know, like, what? how are we going to deal with showers? Like, who takes showers wet? And what if I have to poop? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah. what do I, I only have one bathroom. So it's like, mm -hmm. you think about these things. But then when they're, like, actually over and you're actually hanging out and it's, like, going, then it's just fun. Yeah, you just figure mm -hmm. it you know? out. But I always get worked up beforehand. Always. <laughs> we've had, like, almost a dozen people stay with us and we've always had one bathroom in each of the houses I've lived in. And it's never been a problem. Yeah. And like, growing up, <laughs> my husband's family, before we were married, when we were, like, literally kids, his family came and stayed with us in our 850-square-foot house with two bedrooms and one bath, like, bodies everywhere. And it was a blast. <laughs> and what us kids decided to do, which might have been the parents' ideas, <laughs> is they said, have a race. Who can take the fastest shower? All six kids. 20 minutes. Nice. <laughs> we just all raced and got it done. So there's fun ways you can also like involve the kids and mm -hmm. still get the job done. Okay, you were saying your house doesn't have to be perfect, but mm -hmm. there is one broom that you would recommend. Speaking of cleaning. Going number two. <laughs> <laughs> clean your bathroom. At least clean your toilets. That is like the bare minimum because yeah. people will need to go. Whether they're just coming over for a meal or overnight, they will use your bathroom. Mm -hmm. And it just goes such a long way. Just tidy the countertops and wipe down the baseboards, refill the soap 
dispenser if you need to. Put out a fresh hand towel, but at least clean the toilet. Yes. Make sure there's more toilet paper. Yes. That's always nice. I really hate crunchy hand towels. Yes. So Mm -hmm. I always try. I mean, now with you girls, you've been here so many times. You got both. We're like, I need to use the bathroom. Like, I have not cleaned it today. But normally when I have people over, I'm always putting a fresh hand towel out and cleaning it, making sure there's enough toilet paper. Because yeah. the crunchy ones, ugh, so gross. When you yeah. know that it was wet and then dried. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Or when you have little kids, like, they use drying off their hands as also a method of cleaning them. Yeah. So, yeah. So number two is to create an inviting guest space. So I think this is especially important for overnight guests because... You really want to make sure it's comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so you have to think through what you would need if you were going to sleep there. Mm -hmm. Because I know in the past, my guest rooms have been like a mishmash of random stuff Mm -hmm. from around the house that gets thrown in the guest room. But when you stop and think through it, it's like, okay, we need to have a side table, a nightstand on each side. Or, you know, there's got to be an outlet somewhere for them to plug in a phone Mm -hmm, right where are they going to put their suitcase trash can Mm -hmm. a trash can tissues exactly tissue freak we've already established that (laughs) uh maybe even if there's a little closet in there maybe you want to have a couple hangers in case they want to hang something up like thinking through those little things and then you can go the extra mile and add some special little touches like Mm -hmm. a candle or a magazine or Oh, a little basket with a water bottle and snacks. Like, just little touches like that to make it feel like a hotel. I Mm -hmm. think that's really fun. Sometimes when you're staying at somebody's house, maybe you haven't been there before, or you don't know where their snacks are in their kitchen, you don't want to, like, go down at midnight Uh because you're hungry. It's nice to have, like, a few treats or granola bar, something that can also satisfy a kid who's like, Mommy, I'm hungry. Right. And have that option for him. That's really great. With a guest space... In addition to the snacks, I love having a what I call as a guest jar. So I have little travel-sized toiletries, anything that they might have forgotten, feminine products, shampoo, shavers, floss, toothpaste, toothbrush, yeah. like you name it. Even a little uh, Tide packet. So if they need something laundered, that they have that accessible to them. So I love having that out and about yeah. so they can see it as Shout well. Shout wipes. Yes, those are in there too. Band-aids. Whenever I travel, when we used to do our Airbnb all the time, I, we would go to hotels and I would grab all those little mini yeah. th- and then I would put them all in a jar mm-hmm. and have them in the Airbnb. And people always used them, yeah. <laughs> you know, like mouthwash and, you know, all these extra things. It's It really, even like little, <laughs> this is actually when I gave birth to Jude. I don't know if you guys remember, but in the hospital, they give you a lot of like, like a hairbrush or no, actually they don't give it to you. I was like searching through the like the cabinets. cabinets and I found these like, those like slipper socks and the, the hairbrushes <laughs> and like toothbrushes and they're a little medical looking, but some of them weren't too bad. Like the hairbrushes were just black hairbrushes in a plastic and I grabbed a few for the Airbnb. <laughs> So if you're having a baby, check the cabinets <laughs> for your guest room. <laughs> yeah, I always like to put out a towel and a washcloth because I found like when staying overnight in other people's houses, sometimes you just don't think about the fact that 
other people don't know where you keep those things. They might yeah. not be very obvious. Yep. And so it's nice to just have that out and ready mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. them. And maybe an extra blanket because people get hot or cold. Well, and that brings us to number three. Because yeah. layering bedding is really important. We'll go all the way back to episode two. Brie is our bedding extraordinaire <laughs> who taught us how to layer. And layering is really important because, like you said, some people might be more cold and they mm-hmm. want blankets, but then others sleep with just a sheet. Yeah. Brie, you are really into cotton sheets, which I, I think mine are all cotton too. But cotton sheets are nice because... They're not like scratchy or, or slippery. Slippery or <laughs> yeah, especially if you have guests and you have um, flannel sheets on your bed. Yeah, too some hot. people run really, really hot, and that's just too much. So try yeah. to get something neutral, and then add on a fuzzy blanket, and then they can snuggle right. well with that. And like you know, a thin quill and a fluffy warm mm-hmm. duvet at the bottom, so they can pull that up. Yep. You know. And also having a couple different styles of pillows. And I like to do this too, like where you have like a more flat, firm pillow yeah. and then one that's more fluffy because mm-hmm. people like their pillows different. Yeah, yeah, I used to like like a firmer, fluffy pillow. And now I want like a really thin, floppy one that I can like tuck into my neck and hold with my arm. <laughs> <laughs> but also too, lighting is another big thing in your guest space because some people love to wake up with the sun and it's just like more daylight but other people especially if you have children don't necessarily want that so having some blackout curtains or some shades that you can move up and down so people can customize how bright they want it in the room is something to also pay attention to but to piggyback off the lighting having a lamp Mm -hmm. bedside lighting is nice because some people like to read in bed Mm And, or, you know, if there's kids maybe sleeping in a pack and play or something, it's nice to not have only the overhead light as an option. Mm -hmm. And including a nightlight is another nice touch, too. Speaking of pack and play, Kimmy, you gave me this idea, but you buy this special shade that can go over a pack and play. That has been a game changer, especially when we travel with our kids for this purpose of staying with other people. I can have both my kids in the same room and one is in its own little blackout pod. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's really nice, really handy. And you never know when you go to somebody else's house and what kind of curtain situation they have. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they will know. (laughs) (laughs) So another thing to consider is the temperature of the room. Is it really hot and Does it get stuffy in there? Does it tend to get cold? Knowing what is going on in that room is going to be helpful. So then you can make adjustments. Mm -hmm. Which the last time I had my sister-in-law come stay with us in the summer, I did not realize that our guest room gets super hot because Mm. the attic access isn't through there. Mm. So it wasn't until like the next day... I, like, was walking by and could, like, feel the heat radiating out of that room. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, it was okay. I just had to keep the door open at night. Because the, the our window AC units are in our room and the boys' room. And that's it. Mm. And, like, we usually have those doors shut yeah. at night. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm sorry. So, then we put a fan in there <laughs> to help, like, circulate the air. But, yeah, knowing, having an idea of if it's going to be comfortable in there is helpful and actually sleeping in your guest space is a great tip because you can actually be like oh this is a pain point for me let me fix this before i have guests and 
especially for in our guest room, it we don't have central air or wall units or anything. It's just the room. So we have to leave the door open if you want it warm or you have to install an air conditioner. And what we did for in the wintertime is I got these little outlet space heaters for literally $13. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and then you can just cool. add it to the, then you can just put the temperature that you want and it'll keep that room that temperature. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. I would highly recommend them. Maybe you should link them. If I can find some, I will link them. Okay. (laughs) So number five is food. And this is a pretty big one because Mm -hmm. we all eat. (laughs) And you want to plan your food ahead of time if you can. Because that will just make life easier and you can be more intentional with them when they come and you're not frazzled and Mm -hmm. like in Mm -hmm. the kitchen all the time, you know. Um, So you got to think about what you're doing for meals, how long they're staying, obviously. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to need... Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. Maybe they'll be out for some of that. But, you know, you want to think about it. And so for breakfast, like, you want to have a variety of grab-and-go items. I know, Brie, you always make muffins. I always make muffins. I love making, like, several varieties of muffins and then just keep it in the freezer. And then one time I literally had a month of company, like, for a week at a time. Like a full oh, month wow. of company. So I made four different types of muffins. And then for each guest that came, I just pulled out three of this, three of that, three of that. And then put them in under my cloche. And I had homemade fresh muffins ready to go. But I had done it before anybody arrived. Right. It's brilliant. But even if you're not a baker, you can just get tons of like cereal. Yeah. You can get muffins from the grocery store um, mm-hmm. or a bakery, bagels, danishes. Oatmeal. Um, oatmal. Breakfast casserole. Something yeah. you can whip up the night ahead. Mm-hmm. But also, not everybody wakes up at the same time. So sometimes it's nice to have like bagels that you can just throw in a toaster and right. cereal for the yeah. kids who wake up at way too early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next is obviously lunch. <laughs> and you got you can keep that pretty simple too. You can think of doing like salads or grilled cheese is a very uh-huh. simple sandwich um any kind of like paninis the soup you could make ahead Mm -hmm. of time Uh for sure so that might be a really good idea but yeah there's lots of options for that like dinners you want to prepare ahead as much as you can I like to meal plan so if I know okay guests are coming over for a week let me come up with like all my suppers and then I can mix and match like sometimes you're not in a chilly mood on a Thursday you want pizza on a Thursday or Friday or whatever so it's nice to have just all the ingredients for all your meals, and then you can ask your guests, what are you in the mood for? And then you can make that. Mm-hmm. Another good point to consider with food specifically is food allergies and sensitivities mm-hmm. because that's it's a big thing. Yeah, it is. So trying to ask ahead of time what foods are there that you would like and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. I always really appreciate that when we go to Iowa for the Christmas holidays. My mother-in-law always asks and, like, double-checks, like... Because for a while, Bennett had a dairy problem, too. Yeah. So she'd always double-check, like, is he still drinking almond milk and, right. like, so on. And she'd always have, like, our special cheese Aww, and the almond milk for sweet. us. Yeah, and then she always has whole milk for us because that's what the boys both like the best now that Bennett can drink milk <laughs> yeah yeah and Edison too he still likes just whole milk mm-hmm. better than anything that's what else. I drink yeah mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> she always like puts in that extra effort to make sure that there's stuff there and yeah. then goes and she asks like all of her kids about their foods that they want to have and then 
goes out and buys them all Aww. before we get there for Christmas. That's cool. And just has her fridge and the cupboard and everything is like stocked to what the max with treats for everyone. Yeah. So. That's so sweet. <laughs> and then you can't forget about dessert either. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> making cookies ahead of time, you know, that's super easy. You can do multiple types of cookies. Uh-huh. And you can freeze them like you were doing with your muffins. You can even um, do cupcakes. I've frozen okay. cupcakes and the frosting before. Wow. Mm. And then you can pull it out and just whoop. Yeah. Ready mm. to go. And then, of course, ice cream. Because mm-hmm. everyone loves ice yeah. cream. Or ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot that you can do. But everything also doesn't have to be homemade. Like, go out, get a pizza. Yeah. Go out to dinner. Also have that in your meal plan, too. So if you're having somebody stay a week... Maybe go out to dinner midweek so you're not cooking all the time or have a frozen pizza or something mm-hmm. easy, too. It doesn't all have to be homemade, but it's nice to have a little bit of variety right. and a buffer. Because sometimes, like, if you go out shopping all day, you don't want to come home and cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so let's bring home Chinese food. Yeah. Or you could even make it something where, you know, we didn't mention this, but having a meal where they help with yes. preparing and because yeah. that can really yeah I was bond gonna you ask all. about that <laughs> if you guys have done that before where you have like a pizza night or something yeah. where everybody kind of yeah I remember this was more when we did a lot of college ministry but we would have like college students over and we've had like the make your own pan pizza or like mm-hmm. little pizzas you could do that with kids too mm-hmm. which would be a lot of fun and you have like a little topping section mm-hmm. and they can just do their own little thing I love doing like a rice bowl because you can have a lot of stuff that you can prep ahead of time. You can have meats and cheeses and a whole bunch of different veggies and stuff. And then people can pick what they want to put on it. So it's not like, oh, here's the pre-made thing. Like people, if they don't like tomatoes, they don't have to put tomatoes on Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And number six is our last tip is create some downtime. Sometimes when you have guests, you want to show them your town, show them your city, go out and do all these fun things. But then you just go home exhausted (laughs) from doing all the things. And sometimes it's nice to have some downtime to, like, watch a movie at night or enjoy a cup of coffee in the fall leaves while the kids are playing around. Just having some time for conversation, for relaxing that isn't necessarily going out and doing. Mm -hmm. Like can jam or badminton or volleyball, like those good collaborative games that are fun cornhole cornhole yes that's a good one or a football or frisbee and a campfire as well like Mm. so many memories have been made around the campfire roasting s'mores you know the twinkling stars at night my parents have done a really good job and they have these twinkly lights strung among Mm. the trees so it just is this warm glow and it's just oh it's so delicious (laughs) it's so much fun especially if people have traveled a ways to get to your house, mm-hmm. like, consider that they're already tired. Right. <laughs> and yes. they need some time to, like, recover. Decompress. Yeah, <laughs> and just relax. and Even just crossing a time zone is, like, exhausting. Oh, yeah. I don't, I, mm-hmm. I, I've always struggled with that. Even just crossing one or even two is, like, ugh, draining. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it is. And you could have some introverts that just need also their alone time. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. When I stay at other people's houses, I, like, have a... A time of the evening where I'm, like, done and I have to just go retreat to Mm -hmm. the bedroom and just stay there for a while. Yeah. And, like, recover till I can come out the next day. (laughs) But, again, that downtime, it's important to recharge because not everybody is like, hey, let's stay up till midnight playing games. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people want to retire at 
nine and read their book and mm-hmm. recharge. And that's great too. But the most important thing is just to relax and enjoy your guests because your guests are there to hang out with you, to make memories together. And that's what it's all about. It's not about your house being perfect or everything in its place. It's about opening your hearts and for people to come in and to enjoy their company and the time together. Yeah. So this week I have the Pillow Talk and it's actually a podcast I wanted to share with you girls that I recently found out about and I've really enjoyed it. I haven't listened to, I've probably listened to about four episodes, but it's called Come Over for Dinner and it's this woman who, she's a Christian and she has all her like friends that come on, like she interviews them and they just talk about hosting and having people over for dinner. Oh my word, I love this. I, yeah, I really think you would like it. She talks about, specifically, they share their favorite recipe that's like kind of their fallback recipe when they have somebody over. Mm-hmm. And how it's like easier or how they, like they give their little tips on how to do it for people coming over. And she also asked them questions like, what's your must-have kitchen item? And, you know, just kind of things like that. And I've, like, been gleaning a lot from it, like, little little tips here and there. And I'm like, oh, I've never thought about that. Or, oh, that's a really good idea. And, I love that. And she doesn't have just, like, it's usually residential, but she's had a couple people that do, like, really big like catering almost and so they'll give even tips that are like if you ever have a really big party you know Mm. here's some tips and stuff so I just thought I would share that with what we're talking about it's kind of perfect so it's called come over for dinner it's on apple podcasts or you know all other platforms thank you for hanging out with us today we want to know what you thought of this episode and what you want us to talk about next Find us on Instagram at dwellingplacepod or send us an email at dwellingplacepod at gmail.com. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Every single review is so appreciated and helps more people find us. Visit the show notes for the pictures and links to all the things we talked about today. We'll see you next time right here at The Dwelling Place.